0: what's up guys this is the intro to 2021 yay we made it through 2020 also i understand davison figure fought four times you're gonna get it if you listen to the whole episode why i'm saying this i am aware he fought four times okay okay we made it to 2021 i want to say we're gonna mark it here what's today The 11th, I want to say there will be events by either late summer or early fall of this year. Let's make it happen, guys. Let's all get vaccinated if we have the chance. Cool. Deuces. What's up, everybody? It's the first show of 2021. I'm going to start off by doing what I should have done a while ago, which was the end of the year show. So we're going to look back at 2020 and all the great things that happened. And with a new year in, we're going to look at the fresh blood that we saw in 2020. By fresh blood, I mean like the prospects and the newcomers. So my 2020 newcomer of the year is none other than the wolf, Hamza Chimayev. I say the wolf because his nickname is boras but that's chechen for the wolf i picked hamza because he came from unless you watch the regional scene in russia you didn't really know who he was and he bursted onto the scene and became an overnight sensation i mean i know this is gonna sound silly but his social media following went from thousands to millions within a week after his first two fights, like his third fight, it was so high-profiled that they put him on the Colby Covington-Tyron Woodley card where he was a featured fight. So he went from prelims, I think his first fight was a prelim, and then his second fight, he was the first fight on the main card, to a featured fight in just his third fight. That The only other person I could think that happened to was Connor McGregor. Like, he went from a prelim in Sweden to main eventing a card that was exclusively on Fight Pass in Ireland. And then he went to a featured bout on pay-per-view, which ironically, that fight I'm talking about where he was the first featured, his first featured bout on pay-per-view was against Dustin Poirier, who he's going to fight in a few weeks. And the first pay-per-view card of the year, I can't wait for that. Okay, going from Hamzat, so Hamzat's the 2020 Newcomer of the Year. And then I'm going to go with Prospect to Contender is going to be Big Mouth, Kevin Holland. The reason I called him Prospect to Contender is because he his next fight is against um Derek Brunson. And Derek Brunson, I believe he's number seven. I have it right here. Give me a second. Well, anyway, it was crazy because he fought five times. and A lot of people said he should be fighter of the year. The only reason I didn't put him as fighter of the year is because they also said it should be a champion, which I kind of agree with because if you're a fighter of the year, you should be considered the best of the division. So... That's the only reason I didn't put him because I also considered putting Hamzat fighter of the year, but they're not champions. They're, they're new. for one, Hamzat's a newcomer and Kevin, he came from the contender series and has been in the UFC a while, but like 2020 was really his year. So let me see. Derek Brunson is number seven. Kevin Holland is currently ranked number 10. So... If he beats him on March thirtieth, which is a main event, it should be a good jumping competition from him. If he wins, I would honestly like to see him fight Jack Hermanson because he was slated to fight him on short notice, but then he got COVID. Luckily, he was able to recover really fast, and he ended up fighting in the following week because that's when Marvin Vittori ended up stepping in and fighting Jack Hermanson. Keep a lookout for Kevin Holland 2021 is going to be a big year for him My comeback of 2020 Is Glover Teixeira Now the reason I say Glover Teixeira Is because he, yes, he hasn't Lost since 2018 But his two fights First of all He beat the brakes off of Anthony Smith In a fight he was losing He came back And he Knocked Anthony Smith's teeth out. And then he ended up fighting. Tiago Santos. Who was coming back up a long layoff. And he, he got dropped in that fight. A few times. But. Glover's the man at 41. I think. He kind of got screwed over. With them booking Israel Adesanya. Versus Jan Bracovic. But. What's working for him is everybody else in the top five, which is Iri Prochatska, Dominic Reyes are slated to fight. Tiago Santos and Alexander Rakic are slated to fight. So he's either going to serve as the backup or he'll be the immediate next guy in line. So he's sitting pretty. Like, yes, it kind of sucks because he is older, but he's sitting pretty. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm confident in saying his next fight will be for the, a world title shot fight. I was going to say world title shot, but a, a title fight. Whether it be... If Jan beats Izzy, it, it's definitely going to be Glover next. But if Izzy beats Jan, I don't know if they'll try to convince John Jones to come back to light heavyweight to do the mega fight. But... If I was Glover, I would be rooting for Jan Bracovic. KO of the year, I don't think it's, it's a surprise. I'm going to give it to Joaquin Buckley. When he knocked out Impa. He has a weird last name, so I'm just going to call him Impa. Wait, I have it right here. I'll look. Let me see. Joaquin Buck. Oh, I just closed. It's okay. Well, anyway. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. It's a spinning back kick or Joaquin. Like the guy catches his foot and Joaquin is able to spin. And like if he's in the matrix, knock him out. That It's then Paul Felder out of his seat. Like Paul Felder literally jumped out of his seat after he saw that. So, yeah, that's the KO of the year. I wanted to give it to Cody because I'm like, well... When he knocked out Rafael Sandsel, but like what Joaquin did, like if you, if you don't give it to him, like poor guy. The dude's name is Impa. I would try to pronounce his last name, but I don't want to butcher it. But his his first name is Impa. The dude he did that to. So we'll see. And. I forgot to say this, but Kevin Holland owns a victory over Joaquin Buckley. So that victory is just aging very well. And Hamza, if he can recuperate fast enough from his lingering symptoms of COVID, when I say lingering, it's because he had COVID and I guess it messed something up with his lungs that the doctors told him he had to take a few more weeks off. Hopefully that fight, because originally it was scheduled for December 18th or 19th, I can't remember the exact date, and then they rescheduled it for January 20th, but I am hearing that they're going to reschedule it for some time in Q1 of 2021. If I were to bet, I'm pretty sure it's going to serve as one of the undercards for the February 13th card because Gilbert Burns is going to fight Kamar Usman on that card, so I wouldn't be surprised if they serve as the co-main event, especially if Leon wins. That sets up Leon to fight the winner of the title match. Can't wait. But though that's a fight to look out for. Hamza versus Leon Edwards 2021. Sometimes in the first quarter. Okay, we're moving on. Submission of the year. I gave it to Mackenzie Dern. The reason I gave it to Mackenzie Dern is because you don't see a lot of leg locks in MMA. And Mackenzie Dern does come from the competition side of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that's probably one of her specialties. So congrats to Mackenzie. Her striking is getting better. and her last fight, she went to decision because I knew it was going to come down to whoever's striking was better. And it ended up being Mackenzie. So congrats, Mackenzie. I can't wait to see what she does in 2021. If I were to guess, I think, let me see where she is in the rankings. She's number 11. She's lost to Amanda Rebus, who is number nine. Um, Amanda Rebus has a fight coming up, which I can't. Remember right now? So, I would like to see Mackenzie Dern fight Tisha Torres. Or is Amanda Rebus fighting Tisha Torres? Let me see if it'll tell me who Amanda Rebus is. She's fighting on the undercard of the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight. Let me see here. Let me see. Okay, it's not telling me, but I will get that information to you when I can but we're gonna move on with the end of the year awards so I did that I did that um, that was female for submission of the year male submission I give it to Habib Nurmagomedov now The reason I gave it to Habib is, quite frankly, you don't see a mounted, um, somebody go from mounted Triangle. I have seen it before, but you just don't see it often. But the main reason I gave it to Habib was because of what he said afterwards. And what he said was, I had the arm bar, but I didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents because he had said in the interviews leading up to the fight, I, I won't tap to an arm bar. so he's like the worst case scenario is he would have went to sleep but I didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents. I mean when you have that type of mindset in a fight and you you're aware of that I can do this to this person and like the fact that he was able to think that during the fight is crazy bro. Like, he, he... Honestly, he took pity on him. Like, he's like... If this guy's not gonna tap, I might as well put him in a chokehold. So he can go to sleep. And he'll be alright when he wakes up. But other than that, like, that's why I gave Habib the male submission of the year. And, unfortunately, I don't have a female KO of the year. Because I, I don't know if anybody... It doesn't come to my mind. Any female that knocked out. Got like knocked somebody out cold. Like that. I'm sorry. So that's male submission. Habib, female, Mackenzie Dern. Sweet. I'm still looking at the Amanda Rebus thing. Don't worry. I'm going to do coach of the year. I'm going to give it to Mark Henry. Because... Look what he's been able to do. Even though Caitlyn lost, she came back. She was competitive with Valentina for a round. She did end up getting stopped. I'm talking about Caitlyn in here. She ended up getting stopped. That's okay. But she was competitive in that fight for a round. Then she lost to Jessica Andrade. Sorry, I couldn't remember. But she was winning the fight, and then Jessica's just so... She's a tank, bro. She's so powerful that a rib shot hurt, took the air out of her, and she couldn't fight in her. It was a liver shot. It shut her whole body down. And then third, she ended off the year with the win over Cynthia Calvillo. I heard that a lot of people said... I didn't watch that fight. I heard that a lot of people said Cynthia should have won, but the fact Caitlyn won, that's one reason. Reason number two is... Frank Edgar dropped the weight class and he still looked good. Like, Frank Edgar's a contender. He's about to fight Corey Sanhagen, which if he wins that fight, he's a win away from another title shot and his third weight class. And then the third reason I gave it to Mark Henry is because um, even though Cody says that he did half and half, I believe Mark Henry is a big reason of Cody's success in the Sun Cell fight. I know people are saying, oh, bro, it's just one fight, but, like, he was able to look so dominant that they're talking about he's going to be one of the next contenders for the flyweight belt. Like, if Davidson Figueiredo didn't do that low blow to Brendan Moreno, which, ultimately, the fight ended up being a draw, Cody would have been the next challenger like this whole... Part 2 of Brandon Moreno and Davison figure Figueiredo talk wouldn't even happen because those scorecards, in my opinion, reflect that Davison clearly won this fight, but we can't give him that because he got a point deducted because of a low blow. So, I don't know what Cody's going to do when he comes back. I heard he wants to fight Jose Aldo. I'd much rather see him... No, actually, that's a good move by him. Fight Jose because TJ's coming back. Sean O'Malley's there, and Jose Aldo's coming off a win over Chito Vera, so that's a good move. If he can't get the title shot, go fight. Jose, I think what Cody wants to do is he wants to bounce between both weight classes, which he can. I honestly believe Cody Garbrandt has the potential to do that. He just can't get into firefights because he has no chin. Like He's a good fighter. He just can't get into firefights either. He thinks he has a chin, or he used to and now it's just shot, bro. But, like, what Cody showed in that fight is he's still an elite fighter. He just can't get into firefights. So, I'm still looking on the Amanda Rebus thing, but performance of the year goes to none other than the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. I give it to Israel because... The fight between him and Costa, there was so much trash talk that at one point when they did the ESPN interview, I believe Costa was in Israel's head because it got to the point where Israel was just screaming that you could, since they did it virtually, you couldn't hear him, you couldn't really hear what he was saying because he, like it would cut out because he was screaming so loud. Okay, hold on. Going back to Mackenzie Dern and Amanda Rebus. So, she was supposed to fight Michelle Watterson. Amanda Ribas was. And replaced by Marina Rodriguez. Marina Rodriguez is number eight. And Amanda Rebus is number nine. Okay. So... Go, I would like to see Mackenzie Dern fight Tisha Torres. Because I'm doing this based off the fact that Mackenzie lost to Amanda, right? So it wouldn't be fair for Mackenzie to fight Michelle Watterson. But going back to Israel. So Israel, that fight with Costa, there was so much trash talk going on that... um. At one point, Israel was yelling, and I'm like, dude, Paulo Costa's in his head. He's going to blow through him easily. Bro, was I ever wrong? Like, even right before the the ref says, let's fight, he goes, you think I'm skinny, bro? I'll show you skinny, bro. And, like, just what Like, I don't, I love Paulo, but, like, that fight was a watch. Like, Paulo was never in it. He did come out saying afterwards that he had a leg injury. Like, bro, I don't, like that's irrelevant to me at this point, like, Israel Adesanya is just on another level, so I give him performance of the year, congrats Israel, all my homies are going to be like, damn, that was painful for that fool to say, watch, they're like, it was painful for him to say it, but he's talking truth. Okay, my final two awards. Damn, this is a short one. Where are we at? We had 20 minutes. Okay. The last two awards. And for the female one, it clearly came off of activity, bro. Because, like, for one, one of the criteria is, like, everybody says it should be a champion. Um, And right now... The other two females holding belts only fought once. Actually, I'm missing one more fight, one more award, but I'll do it after this one. The other two females holding belts, they only fought once. So my female fighter of the year is none other than the bullet Valentina Shevchenko. Clearly based off of activity, like it could have went to Amanda, it could have went to Wei Li. But clearly, based of activity, I understand we we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's hard. So, based off of activity solely, I gave it to Valentino Chevchenko Male fighter of the year is none other than Polish power Jan Brakovich. Okay, hear me out. The reason I gave it to Jan is very simple. He lost to Santos, like, like I understand this is 2020, but I'm gonna, he lost to Santos and Prague, like, that card was built for him, and a Brazilian came in and beat him. I don't care that it was a decision, like, he lost. He went, International Fight Week 2019, separated, because he was supposed to be the stepping stone for Luke Rockhold's light heavyweight de- debut, separated Rockhold from his senses, in the first round, I believe, and then again, he was supposed to be the stepping stone for the the showdown between Corey Anderson and John Jones, in Albuquerque. Nope, cause Corey Anderson already owns a victory over Jan Brakovic. Jan figured something out, separated him from his senses, and then Corey Anderson went to Bellator, bro. And then John Jones vacates. The title after a hard fight with Dominic Reyes. A lot of people, including myself, believe that if that fight was not in Texas with that horrible judging, if it was in Vegas or anywhere else, that Dominic Reyes would have walked out with the belt at that event. So, John Jones, sorry, I kind of rambled. John Jones vacates after the Dominic Reyes fight. So they go, okay. We're going to do Reyes and Brakovich for the vacant light heavyweight belt. And, bro, I'm not kidding you. Leading up to that fight, I thought Reyes was going to walk through this guy. Like, no disrespect to Jan Brakovich. You made a fan out of me, bro. 2020 got you a new fan out of me. And, like, I want to say it was MMAfighting.com that said, Jan, they always say Reyes is Vegeta. Vegeta is a Dragon Ball character, for those who don't know. If you were a Dragon Ball character, who would you be? (laughs) He goes, Broly. You've heard of him? And I was like, damn. And then, bro, he shows it. He shows it. Like, from bell to bell. There was not a single moment in that fight. Reyes won. Like, he hit him in the ribs. His ribs were all bruised. And I'm like, bro, what happened? And I'm like, my cousin goes like, bro, that's how hard he's hitting him. And then he ends up stopping him violently in the second round. How is Jan not the fighter of the year? He checks all the boxes. He came back. He beat a guy that had already beaten him. And then he beat another guy that a bunch of people thought that this dude was supposed to walk right through him. And he has the gold. Like, a lot of people want to dismiss Jan's championship because he didn't beat the champion. But I'm like, it's not his fault. By all means, if if Reyes didn't, like, let's say John Jones would have dominated Reyes. Jan would have been his next opponent because he beat Corey Anderson. The only reason they were reconsidering the Reyes rematch was because of the controversy surrounding it. Now, a lot of people might say, why didn't you pick Davidson Figueredo since he saved the flyweight division, essentially? Yes, he did. But, he fought three times. That's more active than Jan, correct. But, if you remember, the first time he fought, Joseph Benavides, he missed weight. So, how do I know if he never misses weight? He doesn't fight. He only fights twice. He doesn't fight three times. Like, that automatically, for me, disqualifies Um and Figueiredo for Fighter of the Year, in my opinion. So Jan Bracovic takes Fighter of the Year for me. And then I forgot one, like probably the most important one. Fighter of the Year goes to Li Zhang and Joanna Jonjic. Bro, this is the Fight of the Year because at the end of it, I saw it going either way. I personally had it for Joanna, but other people were like, nah, bro. Wailing got it. And I wasn't upset about it. Like, those girls had to be carried out of that octagon, bro. Like, what a fight. Congrats to those girls. Thank you, UFC. Thank you, Bellator. 2020 sucked. But if you're a fight fan, it wasn't all bad. Let's see what 2021 brings. All right, guys. This was the first show of the year the end of the year show if you didn't like any of these let me know and before my dudes get up their pennies in a bunch i want to give a shout out to keith moreno my boy arj Gallo moreno and his wife Sassy, because they all support me very much and i guarantee you whoever hears me say their names and i didn't say theirs they're gonna get mad at me so what can I do bro But thank you guys I love you guys Here's to a better 2021 The first week was kinda crazy But It's gonna get better guys Let's all get vaccinated Please So We can go back to live events Talking about live events um, Abu Dhabi For the Conor McGregor fight Are letting a limited number of people in And that, that event sold out in minutes So congrats to the UFC I don't know if all three events Are gonna have a crowd Or just the Conor McGregor fight when I say all three I mean Holloway versus Cater and Magny versus Kiesa. Magny versus Kiesa is the replacement for Edwards and Chimaev but I don't know if those two fights are gonna have a crowd I do know that Poirier versus McGregor will have a card crowd okay guys have a good day I'll see you all later let's start this week off right deuces